Hi, I'm Paul Strinkler and welcome to Tech Interviews. On this week's show, we take a look ahead to VMworld 2020 and how it's going to work for the V community. So settle back and enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Tech Interviews. On this week's show, uh, we're going to take a look at, uh, well, one of the big IT community events of the year. It's VMworld. Um, it's just around the corner. Uh, of course, it's 2020, so that means VMworld is going to run slightly differently, as most of the uh, big conferences have this year. Um, but I thought it'd be well worth us taking an exploration of what we can expect, how it's going to be different, beyond the obvious of how it's going to be different, um, and, and what kind of messages and things that we can expect to see from it. Um, and also, I wanted to kind of dig into a little bit about how it's it's going to affect uh, the tech community because VMworld is usually a huge tech community event. It's a big opportunity for lots and lots of people to get together, meet new members of the community, catch up with old friends. And some of that, well, a lot of that stuff is obviously going to be very different this year. So um, so I thought the best way to do that was to bring back a returning guest to the show, an, an old friend, uh, somebody who's not only uh, somebody who works for VMware and, and has insight into how VMworld's going to go, but somebody who's a big supporter and does a lot of work inside of the tech community. And um, we're going to touch on kind of both of those aspects so um so welcome to the show uh, this week it's your dean portadelio and your dean how are you doing good to see you again yes great to see you again paul um it's through seeing each other which is fantastic not just like chatting on a call see the zoom thing you know and the skype thing all that stuff just kind of brings us face to face um but i love i love how you set that up it's such a wonderful introduction paul I'm, I'm always like, I'm always, you know, a bit humbled when I get introduced and it sounds like all the stuff you say sounds way cooler than like what it really is. I'm like, I just, I just wanted to show up and kind of help people do what they do better. And that's usually how I, I do my intro, um, starting the level up project and the V trail map and all that stuff. But, um, like I said, uh, I was saying before, uh, you know, you've got this, this podcasting voice, Paul, it's just like, it's, it's so just so you know, if you're listening to this podcast, this is how Paul sounds all the time. It, this is not just a special voice he puts on. It's like, this is super, he's authentically podcasting all the time. <laughs> so here in, uh, I, I don't know how this translates around the world, but in the UK, we have a phrase, um, it's your mother's telephone voice. Um, so when, <laughs> so when she answers the phone, she um, speaks as though it's the queen uh, at the other yeah, end. So, um, it's a queen. <laughs> And that's clearly how I speak all of the time, uh, as though I'm speaking to the Queen at the other end, mm -hmm. or, or in this case, your Dean at the other end. So I, I talk oh, to wow. everybody like it's you. Um, it, that's it's, wonderful. It's, that's yeah, why I've spoken to like you know British royalty. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's, that, that's not how I'm okay. saying. <laughs> I can tell you that. And, um, how are the royal? So, we can um, get a whole riff about how the royals are doing now, but we're going to skip that part of the podcast. Yeah, we're going to do again, a royals yeah, update. It's, it's, it's for legal reasons. <laughs> it's, it's better not to discuss that. Um, yeah. and, and you did let slip as well in your introduction there that we were seeing earlier, uh, which was true because we were attempting to record earlier, um, and that didn't quite go to plan either. Um, completely my fault. Um, it was a it was a technology fail. Um, so here we go again. Um, ha having a go at this week's tech interviews. So, um, so you Dean, look, before we jump into kind of our subjects, obviously we've had a, had a little bit of a chat about uh, some of the things you do. Um, but for people who don't know you, if maybe not heard you on a podcast before or, or not heard you on tech interviews when you was on previously, uh, do you want to kind of tell people a little bit about who you are uh, and what it is you do? Yeah, I'll do. I'll keep it super short because I, I can't stand the ones that are like talked about, like people where start, they start with their first computer. I'm not going there. Okay, everybody. All right. So I work as a, a content strategist at VMware, which is just a weird term for the fact that I make content with people. So with people, for people. Um, I don't have a marketing background, though. People say like, oh, marketing. Like, no, I have a background in regional management, sales alignment, and professional services. So I take that 
world of, of reality and rational thinking and actually doing stuff. And I try and bring it into the marketing world, which is, as you can imagine, it's a very tough, tough road. But I have the fortune, the absolute fortune to do some wonderful work um, where I get to, you know, of course, shameless plug, uh, be the host of the CIO Exchange podcast, where I talk to, you know, real people solving real problems um, and a whole bunch of other stuff um, at VMware. That's just a whole ton of fun where I get to work with, you know, the executive staff and, you know, the people do the hands-on labs and all all across BUs and corporate. And so I just, I couldn't be happier with, you know, with the fun work that I'm doing because I get to, you know, I don't know, help people, you know, do what they do better by creating stuff, you know, that, uh, you know, that helps them with that. So that's kind of an sure what i do so that's um the, the cio exchange podcast and i think it, it, it's actually quite a good segue into kind of what what i wanted to talk to you about today was you know the, that idea of talking to people who are kind of real people solving real problems and, hmm. and for me that's always the value of these big events you know I, I think often we can take these kind of events for um you know for granted and if somebody like you who perhaps attends quite a lot of events you know and, and i attend a attend a fair few back in the days when you was allowed outside <laughs> you uh, attend, uh, back in the day paul yeah, where we could uh, just go places and shake hands and drink beer together yeah, those those kind of things. Mm. Um, yeah, back back in those uh, those old old fashioned. It will happen. It will happen again. Um, indeed, it it, indeed, again. it will. It will um, <laughs> but but I think we we often will take these kind of things for for granted. And, and and for me, what's always really valuable about events like VMworld and you know and, and kind of the other major technology conferences is it's a great opportunity to hear. Uh, strategically from companies like VMware who, you know, regardless of, of people's views of whether you like VMware's products or you don't, or whether you know VMware's products or you don't, it doesn't really matter. You know, VMware have such a large, uh, large reach within uh, the enterprise business space, you know, across the technology space that the kind of things that VMware talk about at events like VMworld do have ramifications for everybody. You know, it's, 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 it, it, they, they are generating technology trends and, and also, developing products and solutions around technology trends that, that companies are indeed going to embrace. So, you know, so, so I always think these things are, are really useful. And it's, it's interesting in that CIO Exchange podcast that you talk about talking to people who are actually taking that technology and delivering it and solving real business problems. So, um, so, get, so, so we'll make sure we get a kind of a plug for that into the, uh, into the show notes. Um, but uh, so uh, let's take a look ahead of uh, VMworld. So, you know, there's obviously going to be some differences. Um, so, so what are the things that, um, uh, well, I guess two things. So, so what are kind of the key messages that we can expect to hear? You know, where's kind of the focus for the event going to be? And, and how, you know, what kind of things are, are VMware doing this year in terms of, of continuing to make this kind of a, a special community event for, for people who enjoy it? Well, the big overarching there, there is, yeah, there's a lot. I love, I love multi-part questions, Paul, and I just bank them all in, in little bullet points in my brain. I'll, I'll hit those one by one. Um, I'll take a step back though. And sort of the idea of doing it virtual originally, um, originally there wasn't, it wasn't met with a ton of enthusiasm. It was, it was sort of like, okay, we're going to do it virtual. Okay. Let's just get it done. Let's get 2020 over with, which, you know, it's been a, a lot of people's mode. Can we just get 2020 over with and just get it done? Just put it in the rear view mirror. But what it came, what came out of that effort and, you know, that virtual, you know, event effort and those, oh my, there's so many people working tirelessly right now who are, um, who are, are trying to make this event as amazing as possible. Um, and they're just doing so much phenomenal work. And it, what it became was it became sort of this leveling, you know, factor where, um, 
where where you now have the opportunity to bring this to not just 25,000 people who decide to fly. And, you know, you'd say hi to my daughter, my little six-year-old who just kind of came by in the background. <laughs> now she's out. She's very courteous. Um, you can say now, like, okay, those 25,000 people that originally were, you know, usually come, now the target's more like 100,000 people. So there's a, there's, once they, they started to realize that opportunity, it became something, something more than just, hey, let's just get it done. Let's get 2020 in a rearview mirror. It became, let's actually create something that, you know, that we can then deliver value. Uh, we can deliver, you know, this message to a much broader audience and then maybe turn that into something that, you know, that it could be, who knows, a, a hybrid approach, maybe online, offline, um, where you have not just the 25,000 people come, but also a greater audience. So there's that hope. So that's the, the big umbrella idea there. Um, but of course, you're going to have all the sessions, you know, the sort of the, the recorded live sessions um, with, you know, the chat, it's going to be basically, it's going to, if you've been to a V forum, it's going to look a lot like that and feel a lot like that. There's going to be virtual booths. Um, there's going to be, you know, some interaction there. Um, there's going to be some real swag that gets shipped around, you know, to people who, you know, do certain things and, and, and answer certain questions and stuff like that. So there's going to be some of that giveaway, some of the gamification, but it's going to be the core content. So imagine all the stuff at VMworld that you could watch afterwards, that's going to be sort of the backbone of what's going to be delivered. But the thing is, if you're there live, you get to interact with the people who, you know, who can do it. You can interact in real time, you know, while you're watching this stuff, you can, you know, you can chat, you can chat with others too. Whereas, so there's some little things like if you're in a session, you had to be quiet you had to sit there and take your notes. Now you can, you know, you can be in like a zoom room with a bunch of people, you know, um, you know, doing some snarky banter and, you know, interacting with the people and asking them what their ideas are rather than and doing that in real time. So there's some fun opportunities there and there's some cool hang spaces that are coming create. So there's like, for example, um, uh, Discord is becoming something that's going to, that's picking up, you know, momentum for the event. And that's just basically like Slack, but for public facing Slack. So it's not like super, super private. It's more like a public facing thing. So, um, uh, there's a couple ones, you know, ones, um, uh, the V hallway and orbital jigsaw are a couple ones, um, that are, that are kind of popping up so like people can kind of in between sessions or during sessions, they can kind of have places to go into. You can like, you can chat in there. You can, there's voice and there's also you can play music and stuff, so people can have like little you know playlists going on. So there's there's community efforts where you know that that are trying to simulate that sort of experience. So I mean you you have like you know some of the classic stuff that you've got you know at the events, but the the key thing is like okay everyone expects that that's the table stakes piece of it. Well, what's the what's that experience going to be like for somebody who normally wouldn't have been able to fly and is now going to be part of this? And that's a big question. It's like okay. Is that going to be something they're going to look at? Hey, this is really wonderful. And hey, there's a lot of community stuff going on. Wouldn't this be amazing if I was there in person? Um, or an opportunity for people who you know may not have thought they should join. But if you go and you register and it's free for the first time ever, and you go and you take these sessions and you go back to your boss or your team and say, here's all the stuff that I learned. Maybe that's your momentum then to say, look, at in 2021, I think I should really go there, fly there, because there's even more value that I can get um, when, you know, and so this is like, I feel like an open door, like a first, you know, you know, experiment where everyone gets to go, everyone gets to experience the content in real time, and then go back and say, this is what it was like. So it's an extra 75,000 people that may not have done it previously are now going to be able to have that kind of reach. And so I would encourage anyone, you know, who's on the fence, who hasn't been before, you know, use this opportunity uh, or tell someone else about this opportunity, even if they only come for a couple of sessions. 
Yeah, that, it's an amazing opportunity. And I, th- I think that's a, you know, I, th- I think it's a really great point because it, it's, you know, I mean, we've got, um, I think the week before there's Microsoft Ignite conference. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. we've got VMworld the week after, you know, and I, and I think there is, it, it does open, it, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. I think, you know, we, we were speaking um, in, in our first attempt to record this, but we were speaking about how some people are already, you know, kind of feeling a little fatigued, you know, oh, it's another thing that I'm going to kind of sit there for seven or eight hours watching online sessions cooped up in my my home office or wherever my, my mm-hmm. workspace is. Um, yeah. But I think also, I mean, for me, I, I, I've looked at this in very much the way that you've just described. I've looked at this as an opportunity. You know, there's events here that, because you can't go to every event as much as you might like to and <laughs> as interesting as you think they, they might be. You just mm-hmm. can't fit them all in. You know, like all of us, we've all got real jobs that require us to be somewhere else. Um, but it's a great opportunity to be able to work those things in. And, and as you just said, that, that opportunity where we're going to be able to pick up on those sessions later we don't have to don't have to feel that we need to be compelled to sit there for six seven eight hours watching session after session we can just go and watch those sessions later on you know and yeah. I, I mean for me one, one of the things that i've done done with the events is that i've kind of watched keynotes and watched the keynotes as they've happened because that's often where mm-hmm. where, where you know the big news or the announcements might be and then picked out sessions that i've just kind of got access to wait for the notification to say they're available on demand and just go back and watch them kind of you know as as, as almost as an education opportunity you know is is that something that you expect to see this time that that people will do that um yeah i think well i think there there's there's an opportunity here because there's 500 sessions for example um but 500 is a lot i think there's opportunity here for people to just get a taste of live sessions and just pick a couple um, and just sort of like get that the one really key ones, like you said, you're going to watch the keynote to hear what the big announcements are. Cause there are some big announcements that are going to be happening and you're going to go to a couple key sessions, um, and, and be strategic about it. Kind of like you're talking about and be there at the ones that you really want that real time interaction for. And the ones that you don't, you're like, Hey, that might be interesting. This topic, the content itself might just be interesting. I don't need that real time interaction. Then you've got however long you've got what forever basically to just go and, you know, Hey, I'll I'll watch three, four a week or something like that. And then you can, you know, spend several weeks just watching two or three, like every week. uh, And then just sort of have a long tail of content consumption for that. And really, and then get the whole experience um, without having to, you know, to pay for that registration. And that's, you know, this is the first time. So there's a ton of like amazing people, the, the people who are literally the best of the best who are putting these together and they're delivering this content to you and you get to consume that for zero cost. I mean, that's just, it's something that you should definitely take advantage of, you know, regardless. Um, if there, there's some conferences that I will hope we're doing that for, for some of the things that I was interested in, but they, you know, they still cost money. So I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the virtual thing. I'll, I'll maybe fly there next year when yeah. it's actually in person and, again. And, mm. I, and I think all of that's you know very true. And I, and I think for, you know for, for me, it, it is a great opportunity to kind of get involved in a conference that maybe I wouldn't have necessarily gotten to this year for for whatever reason. So mm-hmm. you know, and, and obviously we've talked about some of the, kind of some of those key messages, some of those key announcements. You know, I'm, I'm not expecting you to make announcements right here, right now. Um, mm. From a um, so if somebody's listening to this and thinking, well, what what kind of um, you know what kind of content can I expect? What kind of areas is VMworld going to focus on this year? You know, is there, is there two or three areas that are, are kind of going to be key topics? Um, well, I could tell you, Paul, and the listeners here, but then I'd have to kill you, all of you. <laughs> but no there there's a theme that one of the bullet points that you had in the beginning of sort of your multi-part question was sort of what was the theme to and there's definitely a future forward so future forward is sort of the big message um that that we're taking into this um and sort of 
we're looking at, um, you know, continuity, uh, business continuity and business resiliency. And those are two, of course, huge themes that have come to light. A big, big spotlight has been shined on some of the continuity and resiliency issues that, uh, that have been plaguing um, companies and, you know, very bright and talented people have been sort of banging their drums saying, hey, these are problems. These are problems. We need to address them. And they weren't getting the budget and attention they needed before. Um, now they're getting the budget and the attention they need. Even if budgets are cut a little bit, budgets are shifting so that they can make sure that they ensure that those pieces of their application stack and infrastructure are put into place, you know, or, or are designed in a way that actually allow them to deliver the experiences they need to in order to differentiate themselves or in order to just even complete, even operate. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, everyone's got to go to cloud. But we had lots and lots of conversations where actually one big push was for people to build their applications and manage their infrastructure better. They realized they just weren't doing good enough. They needed to pivot and they didn't have the speed at all. And they're like, whoa, we need to be able to we need to be able to do things faster. If we need X, Y, and Z, we need to be able to get to that conclusion faster and get to that result faster. And we need the infrastructure and the application team to be able to do that. And realizing that they, they don't. So it's not like, hey, just throw everything up in cloud because they can't. I mean, you know, the crown jewels most of the time, as you know, are in the data center. And they need to be able to figure out how to, you know, do some cloud movement has happened. It's, you know, usually it was cloud planning that already happened before and now it's just accelerating. So the themes of VMworld are really kind of kind of dovetail with that idea was what is what are people really needing right now? How is how are all the different solutions that VMware has in their portfolio? How are they going to help me now? And then how are they going to help me have that future forward vision so that you can put in place, you know, tools that then have that future forward, you know, capability, that business resiliency, that business continuity. So when you're looking at this and hey look, this isn't just something that I it's cool tech for me to play around with and, and for me to like, you know, be better X, Y, and Z skill, it's really the focus is, okay, let's how, how do we actually show that we're there showing up for the people who consume our products and say, look, we're here for you. We see what you need. And this is how, you know, you should look through, you know, all the, these different lenses, these different 500, you know, 500 different sessions are everywhere from, you know, from the technology to, you know, tech for good to, you know, to, you know, you know, managing your career. So this is, this is very, you know, I think that the, this is a great opportunity for us as well at VMware to really provide something that just really moves the needle, not just, Hey, here's some content. You're privileged to have, you know, made it here and flown here and be here. And there's going to be some of that exclusivity in the future again, but this is really like, Hey, let's really deliver for the people who are consuming this. You know, this is their precious time. This is the first for maybe 75,000 people. First time they're ever coming to this. Let's make sure that we really deliver for them. And I, I can't, I'm kind of over the moon and kind of overwhelmed by seeing how much effort is being put by so many teams to really produce really high quality stuff for this. Um, and cause it is, it's cause it's also a lot of recording that's being done, a lot of video recording, a lot of screen capture um, and some amazing work is done. And I, so I, I'm, I'm, ex I'm excited um, because I think it's going to be, you know, not just because, Hey, we're putting on this great show. I'm excited because I think there's going to be a whole lot of people that are going to get, you know, something that's going to help them by coming. So that's what excites me. Yeah, and I, and I think there's, you know, again, a, a, it's a great point in understanding kind of the context of of the world that we now we now live in, and and that world has changed hugely, and people's business focus has changed over the last kind of six months. I think it's it's way too easy for companies of all sorts, not just technology companies, but but I think it's it's certainly a conversation I, I, I've had occasionally where some companies that you speak to are still talking as though none of this has ever happened and that they're not, <laughs> they're not kind of having to rethink how their IT uh, yeah. look, you know, and, and yeah. I, I think it's, there's lots and lots of value in, you know, we, we talked earlier on about the idea that VMware, because of that kind of market reach and that influence that they have as a company, 
how VMware are helping organizations to solve some of those kind of problems that have become very much new to them or have become much higher priority to them over the last few months. You know, it's going to be really valuable to hear how companies like VMware, with the influence and the technology that they have, are going to help to kind of solve some of those problems. So it sounds like some great content for people to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. And so hopefully hopefully with the content do also comes that community piece. So this is the part where I, I shamelessly plug the level up project. Yeah, well, let's, well <laughs> so, let's 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 do that exactly because I think <laughs> and we talked about this um both before we started recording and then in the recording that technically failed miserably. Um <laughs> but but we kind of talked about this idea that you know and uh, we have said it a little bit in the introduction to this that that VMworld um, is one of those events which is a huge community event. You know, much of the community that um, I, I'm lucky to spend time with and some of the people I've got to know, including yourself, you know, have come about because because of that VMware community. And, and actually, regardless of how much you use VMware's technology, that community is kind of all-encompassing. It's other software vendors, it's storage vendors, it's hardware vendors, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's leaders in different kind of technologies. They they all kind of gravitate towards this event. And and so that kind of community piece is, is a huge part of that. Um, and obviously you've done some, you know, kind of, kind of touched on this idea of the, the level up project. So, you know, so let's, um, so let's have a look at that. So to, let's talk a little bit about how, um, you know, how communities can be affected. But maybe a good introduction to that is to talk about the level up project. And, and you know, I know it's a real passion of yours. It's been somehow been fortunate to kind of work with you on from, from the very start. So, um, so, but for people who've not familiar with it or have not heard us talk about that before, you know, do, do you want to talk a little bit about that and how that's going to kind of feed into this online experience of VMworld? Yeah, yeah. Just quickly, Level Up Project was started to help people level up in their careers, you know, full stop. And so those, it was built for the IT community and it was launched around the community, the, the virtualization community or the V community, as it's called, and saying, okay, well, let's get something where people can say, hey, look, at, I want to do something for this community thing. It's like, and, um, and it's something that plugs into everything. It plugs into, it's not just, you know, about vmugs, which are phenomenal, um, but it's also plugged into vbrown bag stuff and, you know, VM underground and, um, and, you know, tech field day and all those pieces sort of connect to this one effort and the flagship um, content that's produced from the level up project is the vtrail map. And so level up project is really about 50 to 60 core founding members. Um, and there's a lot of other people that sort of are champions and, um, and kind of around that. Um, but, uh, the, the 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 team really was there to put in place you know sort of a structure so that we could you know bring a, as many different of these threads together because it's really it's I mean I started it because I was really overwhelmed like there was just so much like I was coming to my first I came to my first VM world and I was just like I was like the solutions exchange and this is where everything's happening and there's some sessions here and I had no idea that there was this massive world outside of you know Moscone Center there's this just massive just ecosystem of stuff going on I just wasn't even aware and so I was overwhelmed so I, I talk to like people in vmugs and like well how do i get this stuff you know how do i get started you know is there some guide that tells me here start listening to this podcast here start going to these communities here this is what you do at vmworld and they're like not really so i'm like uh well why don't i just start it sure why not so i started the v trail map as a guide really for myself and to work with a lot of different people who i just never worked with i'd seen them on twitter i'd listened to them on podcasts i'd, I'd wanted to do something with them but didn't have anything relevant um and it was just amazing because every single person that i asked to step forward and become part of the v trail map said yes every single one so that, that's just a testament to this phenomenal inclusiveness of the community and they just all step forward and say yeah you know i don't even know what this thing is but it sounds cool it sounds like it's going to help people uh, and sure enough i think we handed up like 200 like the first year or something like that. Um, and then last year we handed like over a thousand. 
Um, and then now we're of course moving completely virtual, um, you know, experience. And so the reason is funny. Cause like, you know, like handing out, like, why would you hand out something printed? Um, and it's sort of a weird idea for people like you're going to print this out. This is strange. Well, the whole reason was, is cause about anywhere between 40 to 65%, you know, kind of fluctuates each year are people who go to VM world for the first time and they may never have come back again. And they're not super plugged into this community like, you know, you or some of the listeners might be. They don't, they're not on Twitter all the time. They're not listening to podcasts, reading the blogs, all of those. And they, they wanted to have something not only that was going to help me and help others who want to get on board or who were looking to find it. I wanted a tool that other people who already hyperconnect in the community have a tool that they could use to get other people in, to find those people. I always like to describe them as they're the people who show up in the VM world. And they're just super smart, talented individuals, but they're there with their backpack. They're in this loose exchange and they're kind of looking around wide-eyed going, wow, this is so cool. Like, what do I do here? You can then come up to them and say, hey, look, there's a bigger world. And you can hand them the VTrail map. Just look through this. Start here. And that became really powerful. And then it wasn't just at you know the VM world where we first launched it, you know, because you could physically have to grab these people. They're not on Twitter. You can't tweet at them. You got to physically grab them and hand them something at those just big, you know, those big round tables at lunch, giant round tables. And there's like a whole bunch of people and everyone's like got one space in between the chairs because nobody's talking to each other. This is like, I would just come and I would just set it down and set down the VTRAM and say, hey, you know, are you super connected into the stuff? Do you VMA? Do you, you know, do you do all this? Like, no, like, why would I, like, why would I do that? Like here, boom, slide. I know you don't have a couple of minutes. Let me just pitch this to you. And then here you go. And then I got emails from people from all over the world, from Japan, from Puerto Rico, from Norway, from everywhere, India, saying, this helped me so much. I totally got, you know, I didn't know about all the stuff that was happening. I brought it to work. I brought it to a meeting. All these just awesome stories of people that, that just said like the VTrail map just helped them get connected to the community. And for, you know, the whole level, the idea of the Level Up project is so they could level up their careers. It's not just because it's like fun, cool, you know, hey, this is a tweaky little project. No, it's, it's because people actually were able to move the needle in their careers and, and either find resources, find community that could answer a question, that could give them resources, that could also, or just even give them confidence. That was a big too. Some people just giving them the confidence to say, I could step forward and do this. I could blog. I could podcast. I mean, just taking that step. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm on my soapbox right now, Paul. And I'm super, you can tell I'm super excited about it. But um, but what what it is, since you know people are listening to this whole banter, like, you know, hey, why don't you get to the part where you actually tell me what the VTrail map is? So for those who don't know what the VTrail map is, it's a, it's a list of, of individuals or ambassadors. Um, individual, so there's about 40 people that are in there and they curate their own section. They could curate something on VVols or vCenter or AW, uh, VMC on AWS or blogging or podcasting. And they curate this content, what, you know, what to listen to first, what to read first, what to do first, but also they give them, you know, their, their Twitter handles. So you can go and reach out to them. So the, the whole resource is really people and curated content. This is, and this is them curating their section saying they create it and they curate it. And they're like, this is what you should, this is where you can start. So the guide gives you somewhere to start. And if you don't, if it's confusing, it also gives you somebody to reach out to say, Hey, look at reach out to Paul or reach out to, you know, to Dean and on Twitter. Um, and they can, they can shepherd you ask them a question about that blog or that podcast you suggested, um, or a question about, you know, about, I don't know, NSX. And, and you can ask them that question. Um, and you have a real person behind that. Those people are going to be there. They're in the community. Um, they're going to be on social and they're going to be available, especially around VMworld to kind of help promote it this year instead of a book. It's, you know, um, it's a virtual environment, which actually is pretty cool. Um, the VM, the sponsor did a really just beautiful job of just, you know, talking about level up, just leveling up the whole digital experience. And it's going to be something that's really exciting. Um, not live yet. So I can't give you a link, but 
you know, if you want to follow, follow at tech underscore level up on Twitter. And any, all those V hallway experiences, the V trail map, all that stuff will be, will be listed in there and you can get updates, um, you know, on, on what's going on. Um, and then of course, you know, you'll, you'll see all the different, you know, ambassadors and champions all kind of, you know, tweeting that out as well and sharing the social media. But one, one thing I'll end on, I'll get off my soapbox here for the V trail map in just a second with one last thing. But if you are, if you do see this on Twitter, if you are excited about the V trail map, are you working on it before? Um, Go off the traditional channels. And that's what I'm really telling people. Just like we do, the reason the whole we printed the V-Trail map before is because we need to get off the traditional channels and out of the echo chamber. You know, to reach these people where they are. So go on email, go on Slack, go on Microsoft Teams. Oh, I can't believe I said Microsoft Teams. Micro, go on my, whatever your collaboration or communication platforms are, go there and evangelize this. If you find value, if you see, you know, the efficacy of this as a place to start, to level up your career, go to those other channels, talk about it in the meeting, put it on a PowerPoint, you know, when you're doing some zoom meeting or something like that and talk, Hey, there's this thing called the V trail map. Here's a link to it. Go to the digital, you know, experience and find out if you want to learn more about NSX, you know, Hey, here's this guy, you know, who curated the section, start with his blog, start with this podcast. And then that might get you hooked and pulled close to the community. So anyways, so going, go on non traditional V community channels, you know, yes, go Twitter. Yes. Do LinkedIn, but, push the envelope, get it to as many people as you can. There you go. I'm, I'm off my soapbox now, Paul. Yeah. So for anybody who wasn't sure, uh, you know, this is something your Dean's quite passionate about. Uh, just, just, in case, just in case you thought it was just something he did for a, a bit of fun. Um, you know, but, but I think there's, there's so much, you know, and I know when we very first spoke about this, you know, and, and the idea behind the V trail map that, of course, the, the the real value, I think, for, for lots of us who have spent time working in this, you know, I'll, I'll say community is just kind of this broad thing, like community is just one thing. Um, but, you know, for people who've spent time working in that community, lots of that stuff, it's like everything, isn't it? If you've done it for a while, everything seems to come naturally. Um, but I think if you look at this from an outsider in, often people will, you know, and they'll, they'll see somebody like you who... Um, you know, they'll see somebody like you who is a um, somebody that, who's very publicly, uh, you know, publicly available. Somebody they've heard on podcasts, somebody they've seen, you know, they, they know on Twitter. And they'll think, how do I approach you, Dean? How do I get involved in, you know, work, working in uh, working in the, the tech community environment? You know, I can see the value of it and I'd love to be part of that. You know, and I, and I think that's been the real, you know, the, the real value of that V-Trail map is, is that nice entry. And it's almost a bunch of signposts that say, you want to get involved in the community? If you don't, that's fine. You know, hey, but if you do, this is where you get started. These are a whole bunch of subjects. These are people you can go and talk to, you know, and, and they're all open to having that conversation. So so I think it's a fantastic thing that you, you've put together there. Uh, you know, lots of that has kind of grown from that VMware community and that VMworld community. Um, so so it's great to have had you on to kind of tie those two things together. So, Eudine, look, before before we wrap up, I know we're, we're coming to the end of our recording time here. Um, we would have had much longer if technology had worked properly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, okay, I was late recording too. time here. So, so a couple of things, you know, so if people do want to find out more about A, VMworld, B, the VTrail map, and C, you. Um, how do they go about doing that? Because I know you love a multi-part question. Oh, yes. Love them all. So for me, um, you can follow me at Porter de Leon, uh, P-O-R-T-E-R-D-E-L-E-O-N on the Twitters. And you know, definitely, again, at tech underscore level up for the level up project is where a lot of that uh, stuff is, you know, is announced. And so if you want to find out, definitely plug into that and you'll get all the announcements and all that stuff. We'll trickle through in the next week or so. You're going to start, start seeing a bunch more stuff, VMworld and VTrail map related stuff. Um, those are two main channels. 
Um, and if, as far as VMworld goes, um, you know, if you listen to this podcast, of course, now you're a total expert on VMworld and everything that's going on. Um, but definitely go to, um, you know, go, go online um, and go to VMworld and register if you haven't already. Um, check it out. Just know that you don't have to be there for the whole of the sessions. But, you know, you know, trickle it out. You know, just register so you get access in case later you're like, I don't really want to watch that thing. Like, oh, good. You're registered. Done. You got it. So, you know, that's pretty much, you know, where to find me. Keep it, I try to keep it simple, Paul. Just keeping it simple. Uh, that's good. Uh, and that's what show notes are for. So I will make sure all of that stuff goes in the show notes. Um, and, you know, for people who follow me on Twitter, I will make sure that um, I'm promoting a V-Trail map when it's there for, for people to get hold of, and particularly being as uh, yeah. our good friends at Veeam have, have put that together as well. So, um, Yadin, like, yeah. that, that's been brilliant. Really enjoyed that chat. Um, you know, I think VMworld sounds like something lots and lots of things to, to look forward to, and, and you know, and particularly timely as, as people look at what their future looks like. Um, you know, and it's great to see so much thought gone into to maintaining some element of of community in something that's going to be a very very different experience for many this year but you yeah. know it's been great to have you on look forward to having you on again sometime in the near future and uh, but hey thanks for being on tech interviews look forward to speaking to you again soon thank you paul i appreciate you having uh, me on the show and again hashtag v trail map hashtag it up on the twitters if you can all thanks the, for having me on paul all the hashtags i'll see you soon <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that for show notes pop over to techstringy.com we'll also find all of our previous tech interviews episodes and if you have an idea for a show I'd like to appear as guests, then why not drop me an email at podcast at techstringy.com. And to make sure you catch all future episodes, then why not subscribe? You can subscribe on YouTube, and of course you can subscribe in all good homes of podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. So until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.